Hey guys, welcome back to the Quirky Bootless Project, baby. Uh, t- this is our one mandatory serious episode every month. Shut up, Nikhil. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Because Adi said so, and now I now we gotta talk about it. But actually, this is a pretty interesting one. But before that, before any of that, uh, we have a a sexy little boy, a special guest, a sexy little boy called Atman. Say hi, Atman. Hey guys. All right. How's everybody doing? He's way more sexy when you look at him. Very ravishing. Yeah. yeah. Quite ravishing. Editing uh, all of this out. Okay, you say that every time and then you always leave it in. No, I, no, so, I didn't. <laughs> uh, a few, few months ago, I read an article which basically said, and this is strictly for US colleges, I'm assuming, I think. Was it my article? Uh, uh, yeah, let's be honest, I don't read your articles. Uh, so this was about community service and it being mandatory for american colleges when you when you apply and it's it's it, okay, wait, wait, wait. A- for context it's really not um just to get that cleared it's really not but like yeah. usually like schools or universities prefer it right for your application no it's compulsory no it's not no it's not okay well it's it's heavily preferred if not compulsory i in for, to my knowledge it's compulsory but if it's even if it's it's definitely heavily preferred right and so because of that is that actively turning the future generations off to providing community service if they see it as a chore to complete during college applications and will it re- lead to actual downsides when we move on to future generations and that got me spiraling slightly into the bigger picture that being what would the perfect education system look like uh this this isn't easy for us obviously we can only dream because we live in india and who ooh the education system is bad here isn't it we've talked about that already it, on a uh, podcast no no we haven't and no we haven't that episode is oh did we delete yeah it? But that's why we're talking about it right atman. now with atman in atman here because he's smarter than us yeah sorry go on atman okay so okay so basically i see two two angles to look at this uh one obviously like you said uh like the future generations will treat it as a chore and you know they'll just keep pushing it off keep procrastinating it off but then um, if you look at today's generation when they see um, you know big names big ivy leagues out there big college names um, the application part just becomes like um, a sort of uh, run through that they have to go through so they're like it's only for a limited period of time that we're anyways doing this and if we get to learn something from it if we take it in a positive context i think it's really going to help me you know um, build some college experiences before actually you know applying into universities and stuff so i think that's when i'm able to look at it so yeah right. right but so that is a very small part obviously of what spiraled us down into the perfect education system but since we are talking about that let's just quickly get it out of the way i i feel like there's like you said two perspectives here uh i i feel like yeah and also like another one um, another reason why we've also um we've also talked we're also talking about this is because we kind of hate the one that we have right now just basically rote learning or whatever it is honestly like come on it, it's it is what it is right and yeah indian education system is just we're going to trash on it a lot in this episode it's yeah we yeah. we have already and we're going to do it again because <laughs> hell yeah, yeah did, did, did we did we or did we not delete that episode we will but it's for a limited right. for that guy in peru Yeah, okay. Limited edition, I suppose. Mhm. Mhm. 
Yeah, and so <clears throat> we had we had some topics in mind, and um, we'll get through them one by one. I'll put highlights or bookmarks, whatever, in the description and all that. Um, but yeah, so first let's rant on this education system, the one we're in right now, technically. Ooh, we're going Ooh how long do you got? This can go on for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we basically, I feel like it's just smarter to summarize uh, the Indian education system, the problems we had with it last time. But since we've already talked about this pretty extensively, and Atman is our guest here. And he looks... Stop! Uh, Just go on, Atman. (laughs) Uh, So, Atman, I I feel like we should probably get your views out of the way because I feel like it could be interesting. You're you're new. Okay. Yeah, so... The Indian education system. A very, um, I would say, controversial topic to talk about. By the way, I I just... as, As pretext, you don't have to be politically correct. You can say it's awful. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's awful, yeah. basically. And uh, so, uh, yeah. So again, um, I think there's multiple ways to look at this. Um, one from the way, uh, from one is obviously like the differentiating factor between like um, theoretical learning and practical learning and applying it in today's times and today's world. So um, whenever we take the Indian education system, right? Um, we have, uh, you know, children mugging up books, um, you know, studying just for the sake of studying for exams, um, you know, doing last minute prep. Uh, we have students who don't look at the bigger picture necessarily, but, you know, are always focused on meeting uh, on meeting parents' expectations or, you know, just um, fulfilling a, a short-term goal, which uh, is technically not right because um, as you grow in your educational journey, you uh, need to be able to adapt to different situations. Like, so, uh, for instance, you, you're given like a real life problem or you have to deal with some real life problem, right? So, you know, mugging up theoretical knowledge is not going to help you in any way. Uh, so I think that's one downside of the Indian education system. Uh, but uh, if you look at it uh, from another approach, let's say, you know, uh, from a very solid um, base uh, that it provides you for your future. So, you know... Um, if you go through this standardized sort of education system, at least you're guaranteed that, you know, I'm going to have a stable source of uh, income as I grow up or as I complete my basic degree or, you know, as I have completed my education. So at least, you know, you get that sort of, um, I would say, base or, um, you know, some sort of background to, you know, back right. up your future. Right. So basically, like, since everyone is doing the same thing, it, it's sort of like a place. It's like it's like sort of like a factory almost. I would say, um, like um, yeah. where you learn some stuff, you put it, uh, you ap- apply it in the exam, and then you go through the whole system of, you know, um, here's here's like the most important exam, and then you go through university and all of that. So exactly. So that right. that. So I, I feel like the major deprivation here, and this is a topic that we've already talked about quite a bit because it was our most major gripe uh the fact that there is no practical learning and the fact that Mm -hmm. i'm not sure how prevalent this is because i've only learned studied in an indian education system but uh the amount of stuff our schools from first to twelfth obviously and beyond i'm assuming does not prepare us for the real world yeah not exactly schools but like the curriculum itself like again the schools don't decide that but more of the system like cbc and all that right um, they really focus on rote learning, right? Yeah, and yeah. CBSE is a board in India, the education board. Yeah, I think it's there in other countries. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty normal. It's pretty normal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so, CBSE is a. So many of you 
guys out there would have heard of this system called the rat race right, right? so rat race or you know basically following a herd mentality Absolutely. so to sum up the indian education system it's basically herd mentality right so you have this standardized education system uh, you have textbooks you have teachers teaching you what's inside the textbook students are expected to learn it up mug it up and produce it in the exam papers which is not how the world works out there right so uh, in today's you know whatever 21st century that we're living in uh, you know it's become so competitive out there and it's changing so rapidly that our current education system just does not support you know the type of skills we need to survive yeah it's been pretty much left behind i would say yeah correct so like skills like critical thinking or skills like teamwork basically or uh, you know just being able to adapt to any uh, challenge or any environment absolutely that makes so sense. yeah i think exactly. you know uh, sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone and doing things which uh, our education system would not uh, usually consider as normal or it would consider as a sort of abnormal is some is sometimes you know uh, just going that one little extra step but you know it produces miracles in the end so like we've seen a number of example of you know people out there who've gone beyond their comfort zone so like uh, for example uh, we can take uh, mark zuckerberg for example right uh, now this is obviously like deviating from the indian education system but like in a broader term uh, we see that the education system was just not built for him or in this case his mind was so creative and he just wanted to go out there he wanted to explore he wanted to you know tell people about what he uh basically wanted to uh you know show his programming skills and he wanted to develop facebook so yeah right. i think uh, but i feel like say we aren't necessarily only talking about the indian education system the topic of for this is the perfect education system which is a far far away from the indian education system which by the way is making strides for the future uh with that they're, they're uh, cutting out the science arts and commerce streams which you, which means that still you don't have to pick one you can just pick 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 out subjects that you're interested in which is a step in the right direction but i feel like a lot of especially scandinavian countries which we've done quite a bit of research about have a ridiculous education system which i mean i mean hey i want i kind of want to live in norway now and, <laughs> yeah and, and and like adding on to atman's point the indian education system also doesn't really um <clears throat> it doesn't really encourage you going the the further step like atman said and even though it, this might have been different in the case of mark zuckerberg it really doesn't encourage it in india and so yeah yeah and um yeah so we can move on to the ideal in, um education system unless everyone, anyone has another gripe or yeah no yeah. okay i feel yeah. like it's been said to death how awful this education system is it basically leaves people who aren't in like necessarily the 90th percentile 99th percentile behind absolutely yeah that, that makes so much sense and and also like yeah strict you know, directions and all that i think i think also in a way um, it's sort of demotivating for the people who perform below par right so with the with the increased amount of competition and the increased amount of like focus on marks and like getting into that top whatever 99th percentile and stuff then you have these competitive exams you know that have basically you know coaching centers that have based their entire businesses around you know uh, promoting uh, you know the solely the study of you know uh, edu- like yeah like promoting the idea of um, the education system that is Correct. not anything unique or unorthodox that um, yeah. the indian education system would consider right and yeah basically it's very strict mental health isn't really considered and there are multiple other points that we could just really 
<laughs> explain but um we're here to talk about the ideal indian edu- uh, sorry, the ideal education system and so um yeah so let's move on to an example of what we think is a great stride um which so is, i feel like you know, a fantastic part of this is i mean obviously you can look at a lot of western countries a lot of european countries a lot of scandinavian countries and be like yeah would be nice to have some of that actually one of the best examples i did find is uh the swiss education system Even where they language. actually integrate industries into schools to actually be able to predict and forecast the next five years of learning and the next five years of uh jobs that are going to be wanted which i i i feel like there's not enough of that right now uh i think i mean i hate going back to india about this but since we don't really have any comparison base point i feel like having that because in india realistically we have been uh, tried to be pushed into obviously it's gone a lot better now but there's only there's very few paths that you can take and be consi- like taken seriously and i mean engineer obviously one of them doctor lawyer you get that you get that picture but uh if you integrate in industries into the bigger picture which is students who don't really know what they want to do and be like oh hey i, I could do that 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 would i mean eliminate a lot of confusion because especially as a person who doesn't really know what he wants to do, exactly what he wants to do yet i feel like that system of forecasting what could come and what is going to be wanted in the next few years could help me hone down my choices so yeah absolutely and um and also the fact that um they are they are like showing the kids the options right from the start right and not after they've learned everything when they're spe- like they're specialized in a specific field and they have to take that job which might not be the best for them right and so yeah that's something that the uh, swiss government is doing very well or swiss the educational board um oh. like one one thing i also feel is uh, the block that uh, we experience as students in india like in terms of career opportunities or you know just as a whole uh, with respect to you know choosing what career path we want to follow so uh, uh, i want to re- so this is like a famous example right so in india whenever you know after 10th uh, parents ask you whether you want to be a doctor or an engineer right nobody gives a second thought to really um, any other sort of career option that you want to pursue right so i think the major differentiating factor here is basically uh, the mental block that parents i would not say parents have as a whole the indian society has and uh, how open the rest of western society or rather the whole world is basically towards exploring new career opportunities right so yeah yeah and and also um the fact that um even though the, this is like basically the worst case scenario that um your parents asking you whether you want to become a doctor engineer or any family in general but that's how it's been and that's how india it, india basically holds on to the fact that in the past there was a really huge need for doctors and engineers and they've still stuck on to it and they haven't really adapted to the new situation that the, that there are multiple other job opportunities now and um yeah so um that's it if anyone so i feel like a really good example in general overall of the i think the closest thing we have to the perfect education system right now is the finnish education system and that's a trend i've noticed with a lot of scandinavian countries they've been they're quite good at handling this uh i feel like there's a bunch of points that make them really good and uh we tried listing a few points that we thought would be 
would make up the perfect education system and one of them was no standard no standardized testing that is something that uh, finland uh, does they implement there's no standardized testing teachers have no accountability which means basically they can come up with their own ways of teaching their own curriculum whereas i feel like in a lot of other countries it's pretty restricted and i, I mean there's you can start school at a later age uh, i feel like the worst part of being in india there is a ridiculous amount of competition and a ridiculous amount of smart people here and I, I mean, I just come on and say it. I'm not a 99% of a student. I'm solid enough that I might get a good marks without the insane level of competition that there is. And uh, obviously, there's two major exams like for engineering, one for being, uh, one for medical, all of that. There's a, uh, yeah, there's the J, which is notorious for being medical or engineering. Yeah, uh, the CET extremely competitive and there's only a certain amount of pretty hard and also very competitive they have multiple exams and very rigorous syllabus <laughs> okay not to rant um but moving on we also yeah, have the fact that really, really um in india okay okay we're back to india but the point being that as yeah as standardized testing exists See, i think you know we've been ranting about the indian education system for you know a really long time but the fact is that you know we have to deal with it or rather we as the students know that the system is not going to change for like quite uh, a long time now and uh, you know it's not going to change for you know maybe like the next five to ten years at least considering you know the changes that we're going through so uh, i'm going to quote an example here it's a movie called hitchki which featured rani mukherjee and uh, she it it was a very uh, nice movie showing how underprivileged children really were you know ignored in sort of private schools and how they were not given enough importance right so here again uh, people were judged according to their financial their socio economic backgrounds right so uh, i think one more factor that uh, you know this movie displayed beautifully was you know uh, how uh, you know dealing with the education system we have we can use uh, different methods of teaching uh, to actually engage people uh, in learning different subjects so uh, for example uh, they threw uh, they made paper air- airplanes and they actually calculated whatever trajectory velocity or you know just the physics associated with it for example or you know they just sat out in the open and uh, you know they were discussing about like uh, you know different types of uh, scientific experiments right so this just goes to show that uh, irrespective of uh, how um, restrictive any environment can be you always have to make adjustments and you have to sort of uh, make the best use of everything you've got mm-hmm. yeah and um exactly like making the whole thing practical right oh, which you can see in this movie that they, they made the, they made everything like almost like an experiment or almost like a like a game right and that that does really help that does really help keep the attention of students and that's something that the indian education system really hasn't implemented yet and um it probably should right and yeah yeah so i feel like one of the other biggest problems is rote learning which is something that also we've covered but it is it does need to be mentioned because i feel like practical learning is the only way to engage students and as a person who kind of gets bored in classes doesn't have much of an attention span i, I feel like i would benefit from that and i feel like 
Oh, also, a uh, fun thing about Finland that you guys might appreciate. This isn't anything revolutionary or anything. Nothing that will make you, oh my god, this is the perfect education system. You get to wake up later, <laughs> which is pretty swell. Yeah. To the, like, Finland's, uh, Finnish schools start anywhere from 9 to 9.45, which is... At least, peop- at least kids want to go to school, right? Fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it ends at 2, which is also quite yeah. swell. That's and, actually. Yeah, and now I, I, I just really want to move to Finland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, I feel like there's a few gaps that we can bridge together between the inconsistencies of the Indian education system and the, the perfect... Uh, we, we won't say perfect because I haven't experienced it myself. But I, I'm sure close to perfect uh, Scandinavian education systems that we have mentioned already. Uh, there's a few bridged gaps, I feel like, when it comes to practical learning. When it comes to, in general, the strain on students to excel against competition instead of cooperate with competition that might have something to do with the fact that finland's population is uh, let's say a little bit smaller Mm -hmm. than india's but uh it also has something to do i feel like with the fact that yeah just just a little bit what like one one and a half billion maybe maybe more probably more Nothing too much. It's just the one. Oh my God! If if we could just send one and a half billion people to Finland. Oh yeah, oh yeah, to, to live in that small space. Of course, yeah. yeah. Why not? Ah, it's fine. Let them do what they want. They can conquer you. I think you know, whenever we're like raising this point of like you know, uh, no standardized test, you know, or uh, students getting that sort of freedom that they're getting. Uh, I think it's time we shift our focus towards the other. Uh, side of this story or the other side of a coin. Yeah, I agree. Right? Like scalability so, doesn't really make sense like in this one. Teachers, yeah. teachers exactly. So uh, teachers again have different teaching styles, which you know ultimate ultimately like determine how a student excels at school or whether he's interested in learning or not, right? So uh, in Indian in India we usually have two types of teachers. Okay, uh, the first being teachers who are just completing their syllabus or are just going about teaching so that they can meet their uh, time targets, right? So let's say we want to complete a chapter by June end, or we want to finish our syllabus by March first week. So with with that in mind, they'll pace it up and, you know, irrespective of whether the students are understanding it or not, uh, they're still going to continue to teach it. Whereas on the other hand, we have some teachers who uh, purposefully uh, slow down the pace of their uh, teaching but make sure that each and every student actually gets to the depth of any concept that is being taught in this, right? Right, right yeah. So, rather than, uh, you know, learning at surface level and just applying it at a short-term level. So, like, let's say I have a unit test in two weeks and I have, let's say, four chapters to study for, right? And I start studying right now, I might cover it up, but then again, I'm going to have to study it anyway for the final exam. So teach it in a way that the student does not forget it. He's about he's able to apply it, and he's able to also uh, apply it uh, in a long term way. So yeah, I think that's what that is. Yeah. So again, I don't want to go back to the Finnish education system because I have already mentioned it. Teachers are given full account- accountability there, and this is something I feel like every country could use. They, 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 oh, sorry, they they have no accountability. Is what I should be saying. They can decide their own curriculum, their own way of teaching. And most of the time, with teachers that I've I've studied under, most of them, their instincts are right. And I feel like when they are, the reins are let go a little bit and they are allowed to integrate more mm-hmm. fun 
an easier way to teach instead of just going by the book, or which is something I feel is a huge issue. Which I mean, it kills attention spans basically. It killed me mm-hmm. for a long time, and uh, having having no accountability means that they don't have to answer to anyone about how they teach as long as they do get results. And it's much easier to get results when your students are actually actually want to learn. Right, but the the other side to this is uh, since we're comparing to India, of course. Uh, we have to also realize that not every place is, is as accessible as um, as resources might be in Finland, right? And in India, you really have to scale things up by that small 1.5 billion, right? So, so that that problem really it, like a, a problem to just give um, like it, there's no accountability to teachers, right? That's that's hard in India because not all teachers are as experienced as uh, as other teachers for teaching students um, and making their own curriculum. And there should be some sort of guide, which I think CBC tried to do, but well failed. But um, but basically, yeah. So th- there has to be some sort of solution in India as well. We can't just go on talking about it without discussing any sort of uh, solution for it, right? Uh, especially in yeah. India itself. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. So basically, the point I'm trying to make was since we are talking about the perfect education system, obviously scalability is a lot more difficult in India. A lot more inexperienced teacher because there's a way higher need for teachers. So you can't have the most experienced teachers coming up with their own curriculum and teaching. Uh, and I agree with that. And obviously scalability is an issue here. But if we are going to perfect even a country like India, we the means to do that might be difficult. And might not be able to. I might not be able to come up with it off the top of my head. But in general, even the most populated country, even the most densely populated country can come up with that scalability and can can match that scalability and create teaching that's you know pretty fun and i feel like that's something that's missing from and that's probably the most uh vital thing that is missing from our system it's that since we are forced to just stare at a board and like read from the book it, it makes it a lot more difficult but and this is obviously just from 11th first uh, 12th ninth none of us are in college yet which i i feel like my, it might be different yeah but like cbc uh, like really pertains to the secondary and primary education system right something that we've experienced so we can talk about that of course um college is completely different in india as well as, uh, yeah especially because there's like a specific field you try to um, that you try to achieve in right so that, that like really reduces the workload of just having 50 different subjects and just trying to focus on each and every one right no, it, it doesn't necessarily decrease right. the workload. It just makes the workload more fun. Because if you do do know what you want to oh, do, because I don't think, sense, yeah. like, from talking to my sister herself, like, oh, boy, she would kill me if I said that her work in college was more difficult. Uh, she's definitely not going to listen to this because she hates me. Uh, but in general, I feel like college life as a whole, a lot of work, but it's work that you're, it's more specialized work that... You, Usually people by that point have figured out what they're going to do. And even if they haven't, it it's a basic stream that you know you're going to go into. So it makes the learning a lot easier since there is one specific craft you're trying to hone instead of learning friggin' Sanskrit, which I, I still, I cannot name you a single Sanskrit word if I tried. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more, you know, with, you know, uh, students' choices, right? So till 12th, obviously, like we're forced to follow... Uh, a, a specified educational path that's been defined for us by somebody else, right? And, you know, when you come into college, you have that sort of, um, I would say, freedom because you know that I've chosen something that 
I love doing and I want to actively pursue this as you know a possible career option also maybe so uh, when you you know have full grasp when you you know what you're doing you love what you're doing so obviously it's going to be a lot more fun even if it's you know more workload because then you're able to handle it in a more structured way yeah, so I, I feel like in general th- th- these aren't difficult points to make but they had to be said because every time you compare the Indian education system to anything else, and in general, when you look at the education system you've experienced, there's all this stuff over the years that you like, yeah, I wish that could have been better, but it's difficult to look back on it and say, like, and be really upset about it. But if you do just stop for a second and think about what the hell happened during your, whatever, 12, 15 years of education, yeah, it, it becomes a little more pertinent that, yeah, you could have, it could have been a lot better. Yeah, and especially when you look at it, like, was it really fun? Like, sure, you would have memories of you being in school and friends and all that, but then you always remember some sort of testing where you didn't do as great as you thought you would, and there's that little bit of demotivation that you get from that, and that that does go a long way, which is pretty sad, but it it is what it is. And um, there is a lot of other things, as Nikhil said, that, that we can look up to in other education systems, like um, like the Finnish education system. And um, one thing I wanted to bring up was the fact that they that they talk about stuff that we would need in real life. So stuff that stuff that's not just like science, like for example, yeah, physics. We might not ever need that if we never take the stream. But uh, but but Finland's um, education system it talks about the fact it talks about getting healthcare, it talks about insurance, it talks about social inequality, it talks about. Uh, ways to help the society in general, which is not um, just your environment or people around you. And all of that, it's just not included in the Indian education system. At least I don't remember learning it at all. And um, yeah, and that's something that they have included in their curriculum. And it's something that they've guided their teachers to teach, right? And yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I think... um, uh, So basically, if you look at any situation right so it has to have some pros and it has some cons right so any situation like for example when we look at our educational journey in you know the indian education system it obviously had its ups and its downs right but in the end you know it's only a matter of time before you know we get that amount of freedom right so i think you know um, instead of like complaining probably I would say, uh, we can complain about it, but we should, you know, sort of uh, form it in a way of a constructive criticism sort of way. So like, uh, we are improving uh, it for future generations so that they don't have to go through this grueling sort of 15 years of, you know, education where they're being forced to mug up stuff and then they're forced to, you know, just produce it uh, on paper. So I think, you know, it's, it's up to our generation, honestly speaking to you know bring about that change uh, and it's not going to come easily obviously because you know this system is rooted and it's rooted deep under so you know you know just to be able to take that out bit by bit you know just change it uh, adapt it to modern education sa- standards right so it's it's going to be difficult but in the end it's going to happen because you know we, we've set on that uh, course now that the indian education system is about to change oh, we can hope and even if it's not in our generation of learning we can hope our i mean the next generation we want them to suffer don't get me wrong they deserve to suffer the way we did 
but also yeah let them have their fun i suppose i suppose we, we can be a little generous here but yeah uh, i feel like these again are points that had to be said because if we are going to talk about the perfect education system there's very certain things but important things that yeah that, that makes stuff like t- talking about this and looking back on the education that you did have a little more important make them feel a little more important but i think I, i've said everything i need to say mm-hmm. And yeah, and um, is there anything else to say, Atman? If you do you have any other points that you want to talk about while comparing um, or making an ideal situation? Well, yeah, so I think you know we've highlighted you know most of the points, right? So basically, um, again, I think road learning, practical application, um, you know, using skills like yeah, critical thinking. Um, I think yeah, yeah, I think we've yeah, highlighted so... most. Of that was the perfect education system in a bit in what half an hour i feel like we did that uh it could be talked about for a lot longer let's be honest a lot of changes to be made but since since atman is our guest he might come back but uh since it's, uh, we're going to let him finish off so like uh, we're going to end today's session hope you enjoyed our little fun conversation that we had today and we hope to see you on another episode of the, of the quirky bootless project thank you Bye. Bye.